on today's Patriot Nation podcast. We're going to do a seven-round mock draft, a full seven-round mock draft uh, with me, Keegan, and Spags. And uh, we're going to talk about our prospects, of course, before. And we'll have a little, another little com- uh, conversation we're going to have before that as well. It's a heck of a show, so buckle up and cue the music. Stack receivers, two to the right. Russell Wilson extends the hands. He has it. Wilson, quick throw. And it's gentlemen we are back uh live mock draft today live mock draft today uh Devontae parker trade of course we're gonna um you know we're gonna factor into the equation which we didn't talk about last week of course because it happened after we recorded um but you know I'm, I'm excited for this i'm excited for this guys yeah i am too me too I, yeah go 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 ahead Keegan. we're a little rusty one week <laughs> yeah, off a of stream yard and and here it comes it's tough, but uh, yeah, it's super exciting. I, I haven't done a single mock draft. I know you guys have been putting them up on the website. I haven't even like gone into a mock draft simulator, so this is going to be interesting for me. So I feel like I, I have an idea of how it's going to go, and it's just going to screw me up. So we, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we haven't talked since last, what was it, Wednesday we did a show, and then obviously the Parker trade came through on Saturday. Right. So us three haven't really talked. I mean, obviously we texted, but... Um, I guess your overall thoughts. I, I really like it. I think for the for the price, they're essentially getting them for free, right? Because you you assume that they'll get a third round comp pick for JC Jackson next year. Um, granted, that's at the end of the third round, so you're not going to get your own third round pick. Pick up a fifth this year. That's more ammo, right? They have two fifths now, two two fifths and two sixths. Um, if you kind of want to move up, maybe late four, you see someone you like, you kind of have the ammunition to get up and get there. Um, and a guy, right, that you can kind of cut bait with next year if it doesn't work out for pretty cheap. I think it's like a $2 million dead cap hit. So um, they've been trying to improve at the X. They've wanted that kind of big body guy. I think Parker is seen as this big, you know, kind of like a Nikhil Harry-esque that they brought in, right? Just, oh, he's just a boundary guy who can go up and make a jump ball catch. I think that's selling him a little short. I think he's pretty good in the intermediate game. I think there's definitely a role here. Um, you know, right. It's not the sexy wide receiver, right. The Devonte Adams, the Tyree kills of the world. But I think that's a guy that if you get him in here and he's bought in and, and you can, you know, he can adjust well, you're improving your wide receiver room, which is everyone. I think if you can go out in the draft and get a, you know, a guy out of the slot, I know Myers done a great job, more of a yak guy. Um, uh, if you go and draft someone in there in that top 100 range with right. the acquisition of Parker off, off the strides you made last year with Bourne and you hope Aguilar can take another step this year. I think that room is a little bit better than people want to perceive, right? It doesn't have the sexy name, like I said, but I think they have a lot of solid wide receivers on their roster right now. It's not as big as a whole as people like to think. Maybe I'm being a little positive. I don't know your take, but I like the move yeah. and um, I think it's definitely a fit here. I, you know, if you look at, if you look at the draft value chart, right? they gave up a late fourth round pick for him essentially, right? Because you count next year's third as, as you know, a, an early fourth this year, and then you get the fifth round pick. And so then that works out to be a, like a, you know, mid to late fourth round pick. And, and that's, that's a no brainer, you know, and I know Devonte Parker, like fine. Okay. Whatever. 
He's not, you know, he's not the the quote unquote sexy guy like you said, but he can be that number one receiver when he's healthy. The problem is he hasn't been healthy a lot, right? That's the real issue. But as Mike Renner said on his show, on their show, uh, he's cheaper than Zay Jones for the next two years. So, like, you're getting him at a crazy deal contract-wise. You're also not giving up a ton to get him if he works out. I mean, if he works out, you're golden. And if he doesn't work out and gets hurt all the time, well, then it's like, okay, well, that sucks. But we didn't give up a ton to get him. And I do believe... You know, I know people said, well, they don't have to draft a wide receiver now. And I agree with that. They don't have to necessarily draft a wide receiver now. I still think it wouldn't wouldn't be smart to not draft a wide receiver. I think they still have to draft a wide receiver at some point. They don't necessarily have to draft one at 21 now. But I do think, like, drafting a wide receiver, you know, in the first two days of the draft is still going to be key for them for this offense. You want them to build around a guy, I think. So, but I like it overall. I think I think the cool thing about it is they they're kind of too deep at all wide wide receiver positions now. You like Aguilar and Parker can both play on the outside. Uh, Aguilar and Bourne can play like that Z role. Bourne and Myers in the slot, so they're pretty much too deep everywhere. Which the first thing I thought of, and, and you mentioned it, Spags, was it kind of opens things up to where they don't have to target a specific kind of wide receiver or one with a specific amount of value or a specific place in the draft. They can kind of do whatever they want which I think is exciting because we've seen very recently when they know what kind of receiver they need and then they press for him and he ends up being Nikhil Harry, you know? So now it's kind of like just dr- trust that you're finding a good football player and then he'll fit wherever you need him to fit. Not we need to find a specific fit for this spot and, and kind of go for it. Um, and I think the Patriots are always better like that in in the draft where they kind of they have free reign to do whatever they want in a specific spot instead of feeling like they're hamstrung and have to do something, you know, they, specific. I said that like they nine finally times. got a wide receiver too that's had success against him, right? You saw Welker yeah. a little bit. Um, Robert Woods when he was a free agent coming out of Buffalo, that was a guy tagged in what was that 2016? I think when he ended up going to the Rams, mm-hmm. that was a guy that prototypical Patriot fit did really well versus them for years. Parker's, I mean, he cooked Prime Gilmore a couple times. Um, always had success against the Patriots. So, of the year, Gilmore. Um, yeah. You look at Bill's comments kind of when he gets asked questions about specific, specific players, um, you know, whether it's a divisional matchup, kind of the week of that, usually that Wednesday day when he speaks, you know, very in depth about their opponent, um, always had good things to say about him. So I think they'll be able to get him in here and, and find a, a, a significant fit for him. Um, like I said, the, the, I don't think it's necessarily finding a fit for him. It's, you know, teeter your expectations, right? This guy's not going to come in and be a thousand yard receiver and, and catch a hundred balls, right? Like that's just not, that's never been him. I think his career highs high eight hundreds. Um, but I think that's a red zone guy. They get a little bit bigger down there, right? You saw how much it helped them last year with Henry. Right. Um, you expect a bigger role with John Smith this year with the no fullback. Um, so I think you can get a little bit more creative down there. And I think that's where you'll really see his, um, his dominance in this offense is, is kind of inside the 20, in my opinion, the low red zone area. No, I agree. And Dark Blue Gold says it here too. Like, you know, the fact that that Mac has lots of options in the passing plays is key. Like guys that can just catch the ball. That's that's what you need. Guys that can catch the ball. You don't have a, necessarily a quote-unquote number one receiver. Brady never had that either outside of when he had Moss. And you could argue that Brandon Cooks, although whatever, I, you know, I don't want to get into the Cooks idea, but he didn't necessarily have that, that you know, prototypical wide receiver one outside of the Randy Moss years. They won Super Bowls without it, right? And so Mac Jones is not Brandy, uh, Tom Brady. We know this, right? But again, that they're running the same offense. They're running the same system. 
you know, could that be a situation where they look at it and they say, you know, hey, let's let's throw it to whoever's open, right? And and, and kind of go from there. And what what Parker does well is exactly what they didn't have last year. They didn't have a guy who could go vertical and play that that 50-50 ball role because Nikhil Harry, they didn't trust him. And Nelson Aguilar, for whatever reason, him and Mac just did not have that connection past like five yards down the field. Slants all day they could hit, but anything vertical, they they couldn't. So maybe maybe he's able to get some uh some chemistry with him and and yeah. try to figure things out that way. I think I think a lot of training camp is going to be let's just figure out what these guys do well, and and that's that's where they'll where they'll go with it. Uh, it, it should be fun to watch. I think training camp is going to be great this year. By the way, I know I'm looking ahead, but it's going to be very. I hope fun. so. Yeah, agreed. What's the chart say, Keegan? Behind you, what's what's the weekly? Uh... Oh, uh, big what board. One Chris Olave, two Ikiakuanu. Three, Britton Covey, and we'll talk about him later. A little teaser for you. Love him. Love it. He's like half my size. Love I it. I want him so good. third round, minimal. I don't right. think the first two guys, there's zero chance, so you might be. No, I know. That's why I had to throw some someone realistic yeah. number. That's that's my big board overall. Like all Overall, his number three player on the yeah. board is Britton Covey. Love it. Correct. Um, so that's good. That's good. And, and Dark Blue Gold Dimension, it was nice to see Bourne and Parker and – JJ Taylor and you know uh Nicobe, uh Nicobe, Jacoby and and other guys out catching passes or Mac uh down in Tampa, which was nice. Speaking of Tampa, uh there were people upset. You have, Matt You have three minutes. I'm okay. gonna put a timer on. I'm, All right. I'm not saying a word, so yep. go ahead, Pat. People mad online. This is a, I'm gonna mute yeah, this is, Ro- this is all Rob right. Gronkowski. Screw you, Rob. I've just very clearly, Rob Gronkowski, if you're listening, screw you, Rob Gronkowski. Went on Jimmy Kim Alive. I don't know if people saw it or not. Went on Jimmy Kimmel Live and said something to the effects of, oh, yeah, you know, the, the the Buccaneers helped me get to my to my threshold to get a bonus. I've seen that happen a lot of places. Not New England. They'd probably pull you before they do. And he's laughing. Oh, it's a joke. Whatever. I, I don't know. I don't know joke. why. If joke. I was Will Smith, I would say, keep my team's name out your mouth. <laughs> so, But it's just I, I just I don't I don't understand. I don't know where it's coming from. It's completely baseless. In 2011, when he was fighting, when he was going back and forth with Jimmy Graham, they put him in. Jimmy Graham's game ended. He was down a few yards from Jimmy Graham. So guess what they did? They put him in with Brian Flipping Hoyer to get him the yards record for a tight end. They do this all the time. And then James White and Lawrence Guy a few years ago, when they didn't hit their their threshold, they gave him the money anyways. Last year, we mentioned it before the show, Devon Godshaw, he didn't hit his Threshold, guess what? They gave him the money anyways. This is what they do. They've done this on a consistent basis. Here, flat out, flat out, the reason why Rob Gronkowski is upset at the Patriots still is because he was not treated like a diva when he was here. He was a superstar. He wanted to be treated like a superstar. He wanted to do what he wanted to do and not have to go to offseason conditioning and not have to go to OTAs and not have to go to every single training camp session. And nope, they made him go to all those. And he hated it. That's where the vroom vroom thing came from when he was at Gillette Stadium pumping up the motocross thing, talking about how he was going to retire and become a motocross driver or whatever. Dude, get out of here. Like, if you're still defending Rob Gronkowski, it is embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And he's a great player. He's the best tight end in the history of the NFL. I will not argue with that. I will not argue with that because there is no argument. He is the best tight end in the history of the NFL. I agree with you on that. But what he did... While he when he left the Patriots, number one, then when he came back, number two, 
right? And then, and now he's still talking about the Patriots years after he left. I, I just, I, I just don't know. I don't know how you could support him when he clearly hates your team. He, you're, you're two years later, like he can say, we're st- you're banned from yep. talking about Gronk for the rest of the, for the, for, for the, that's year. it. Unless, that was, okay. Yeah. That's it. You've got to go out of my system. Unless they want to get one. Listen to me. If they play in the Super Bowl, I get to talk about them again. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Fair? Of course. (laughs) All right. Um, I mean, you did it with three seconds to spare. I'm impressed. Because I thought that was going to go 25 minutes. No, 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 no. Kept it, kept it tight. Very happy. By the way. I like the Wilson uh, the Fairbanks. I'm proud of myself. It came out that top of my head right there. I didn't even write anything down. Pretty good. Not only are we not talking about Gronk, I don't want any Brady talk for the rest of the offseason. I I've agree with that. on Twitter. That one I agree. He's back. Yahoo. He's 45. It's sick. He's a alien. Whatever. Let's yeah. do a mock draft. I feel like that's what people Love it. came to see. Let's no, get into no, it. We, Brady. Haven't, we haven't done this yet. Obviously, Keegan, you're kind of doing the same with, with Brian starting tomorrow. Nah, uh, next, next Tuesday, next, right? Next Tuesday. Okay, so... Ryan Kieran. You're, you're, so if you're if you're watching on the stream, Ryan Kieran and uh, Keegan, maybe you might have a special guest mix in there at some point. I don't know, but uh, yes, we're we're working the things. the next three weeks, the next three Tuesdays leading up to the draft, they're going to have a mock draft, especially a seven round mock draft special, uh, where they'll do a seven round mock draft similar to what they did last offseason. So this is kind of a precursor for that. We wanted to do one, um, and then we heard their show was coming out. And we're like, oh, we'll give them a little press. Could give them a little little bump, and then we'll we'll do it as well. So, um, the uh, the special guest will not be Gronk, Dark Pugold, but you never know. I mean, maybe he yeah, want to I mean, come on and do. We went we went ten weeks last year. Spags was a part of it. We were all burnt out. Yeah, uh, this year Ryan was so burnt out from last year, he didn't even pay attention to the draft. So it's going to be like the Keegan Stiefel, uh comedy hour where I just I monologue about players. Um, I want. So I, I'm sure. That, watch it. I'm sure I'll be. I'm sure I'll be in. For one of those, yeah, we we because... want to have multiple people, and we have uh, an announcement for. We've talked about it, like it, it's going to happen, mm-hmm. but the live show mm-hmm. during the first round of the draft, we'll have more concrete stuff later too. Um, some plugs for our other content at Pat. Yep, and we got some, you. we got some good, we got some good guests already lined up for that a month. Out, well, not a month out anymore, but you know, a few weeks out. So three June. weeks, crazy. Three so weeks from today, right? Our our mock draft. First time we've done this. We kind of flowed the Try idea maybe. for a few weeks now. Um, you know, probably maybe we'll draft one of our prospects of the week and we can segue into it. Who knows how the board shakes out. Um, but figured, you know, enough talking about three specific guys this is a chance to kind of, um, you know, interact with a bunch of players, kind of bounce the ideas off of you um, if you're watching and as well as to kind of open up the discussion for us. So um, without further ado, Keegan, let's let's get into this here. All right. You guys are going to have to read comments to me if you I would probably wouldn't do fast, but. Uh, oh, shit. Let's go back. Let's everybody relax. It what takes like two seconds. Team? No, I had it on fast. Oh, yeah, I had it on fast. So we can read the picks, right? We're, we're, right. we're learning here. All right, we're doing seven do rounds. Though. Probably do halfway. I would say halfway, yeah. See, I told you we don't I need to read. A mock draft. We don't need to read every pick. Honestly, we might. Yeah, no, keep. Yep, yeah, there we go. Right there. Nope, keep going. Further. One more. All right. There, there you go. go. All right, so we're going to enter the draft. Bam. Do you guys want to get started right away, or do you have ideas for trades? No, we'll just see how the board kind of shakes out, and then we can kind of get into yeah, it. Yeah, I, I don't think the Patriots should be trading up at, at any oh, point. Uh, it's yeah. one, you know, unless, I, I mean, unless, like, Derek Stingley drops to, like, 
18, 19, or something like that. Something crazy like that happens, and you're like, I got to go Why don't we, that guy. Let, let's go through All the right. top 10, and then we'll stop it, and we'll kind of take a look at what happened there. I like it. All right, so top 10. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson, one overall. I think everybody's kind of on that that train. Yeah. yeah. Kyle Hamilton, too. He's a top five pick. Ikem Aquanu, Kayvon Thibodeau, Charles Cross, kind of guys that we know um, that we're going to be gone for the Patriots. Ahmad Gardner, Evan Neal, Derek Stingley, Trevon Walker, Trent McDuffie. Trent McDuffie at 10 is – I don't think it's going to happen, but a little bit the of Jets. a stretch. It's the Jets. Yeah, I mean – You never you, know you with you the Jets. Three corners go in the top 10. Uh, one to Carolina, which is a bit curious. Like, I don't know if that was a need. Um, the Panthers right would – revolt i mean yeah, like they would after drafting jc horn oh i think jc Horn's a good player but after drafting jc oh, horn over great, justin yeah. fields and mac jones and then you draft another corner in the top six again i mean that would just be like i mean i guess your your corners would be elite but like i don't know man i just feel yeah, like evan neal if evan neal's on the board at six that'd be pretty dumb to not take him you know Right. Uh, Derek Stingley, eight to the Falcons. No one has any idea what the Falcons are going to do because they have so many needs. They need um, everything, yeah. Trevon Walker is a guy who's, like, skyrocketed up boards from end of the first round to now a top ten pick. Some people are projecting him to go first, which I think is asinine, but, I mean, he's a ridiculous athlete. And then Trent McDuffie, that's your guy's specs. But didn't Trevon Walker have, like, six and a half career sacks or something like that? Or like, yeah, no, six and a half sacks last year or something like that. He just which, didn't. Which you can say about Athletic every freak, Georgia. Though. Yeah, you can, well, you can which say is that true. about every yeah. Georgia lineman. Yeah. That none of them played that much because there was 10 of them, and they, they right. kind of cycled through. But he was he was kind of the odd man out when they, they had an odd man front, and he was like he was the fourth guy. So. And that's what I mean. Or so Zoom. if you're drafting him as the first guy out of those four, and he was the last, if Georgia viewed him as the last of those four guys, and you're drafting him as the first one, I just don't. But, and one of those guys is still in school, but it, it, it's it's right. tough because Devontae Wyatt is – he's the guy who put up the numbers, but he's going to be the third one off the board. Jordan Davis is like the greatest athlete alive, but he plays yeah. D-tackle, like nose right. tackle. So. Right. All right, we're going to resume. London, Karloftis, Wilson, Jordan Davis, and then we're going to keep going. We're going to go all the way to our pick. Yeah. Ooh, Malik Willis right. at 20. Uh, London, Karloftis, Wilson, Davis, uh, Devin Lloyd, Jamison Williams, Nicobe Dean – Jermaine Johnson, my boy, Chris Olave, 19, Malik Willis, 20. So that sucks that Willis went 20 because if he didn't, uh, perfect it's trade back spot, right? Brilliant. You, you right. So uh, do you guys want to look at the trades or do you have somebody in mind right away? See, I think if we're taking it as a realistic approach, um, you know, I, I think Patriots fans should prepare themselves for a trade back. I think, like we've said the whole time here during this process, um, I don't think there's a big difference between like the 10th best player and 60th ranked player, right? So uh, with a lot of needs and, and a lot of talent at the back end of the first round, and even on day two, late into day two, I think you try to accumulate as many picks as possible. I know it's not the, yeah. the best idea, but you know the Jamison Williams, the Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, the you know Drake London, people that you know they'll never draft aren't even here. I think it's a perfect trade back spot. I know Andrew Booth, right? You, you obviously. Have a right, needed right. corner that's somebody that they've had in on a top 30 visit, somebody that fits a specific need. But I think, you know, maybe he falls on the board. Maybe you can get a Kair Elam, right, in that, like, 29 range. I think a team like, um, where is it, Kansas City, did they already pick, right? They're behind us. Kansas City's 29 trying, and 30, yeah. Right, so they're they trying to get so... up, I think, to replace a kind of a, you know, a Tyree kill mode. 
mold. So Jacksonville, they might be in the market. Who has the thirty third pick? They're interested, right? Um, do you want to look at the team that isn't interested, or do you want to? Kind so of go the the team that I one of the teams that I've looked at a lot is you base uh, it off a Kyle Duggar type trade. Right. Yeah. So and 70, yeah. Like so that. one of the one that's one of the one of the ones that I looked at was um, uh, Atlanta is the, is the team I kind of find myself trading with all the time because Atlanta has 43 and I think they have like 43 and like 72 or something like that. 74. 74. So like I well, I was doing like 43, 74 and like a second next year because that team's going to stink next year. So like right. you get a second, you get a you second go, round pick next year. What could be an early pick? You know what I mean? Let's and try you get to two get picks on the with Jacksonville too, right? First first pick on day two, even seventy, yep. maybe even sixty five for twenty one. That might get you done. Like well, I said, see, that's kind of in that, that Kyle mold. Duggar mold. Um, yep. Well, so here's my question: What about a round two next year? I don't think let's that gets that it done. No. Yeah, it won't. So right. what what usually works is you go kind of the closest possible one. Uh, a second or third round pick, and then you can get a later one. So we could try to fill that gap between 85 and 127 with 106. Yep. Uh, 58% chance to be accepted. I'm, so that'll we go can throw through. Throw that yeah. in, see if it works. Yeah. You might have to throw in a sixth too, but well, we'll see. We'll we'll try this first, and then. All right, they accept. Right, so okay. Uh, so 21. Yeah, so that's... yeah, 21 for 33, 70, and 106. Do you guys want to resume, right. or do you want to talk about it? I no, I, resume. Let's yeah, I think back. that's I think that's the perfect that's the perfect thing. You're out of the Penning you're out of the, the first round. Immediately. So, so so they traded up for Penning. That's who they wanted. <clears throat> Which, you know, to me, that's the guy. If I'm at 21 and the board was the way it was, which we didn't really talk about that. If the board was the way it was and we're sitting there at 21, the two guys that I'm looking at are either Booth or Trevor Penning. Those are the two guys that I'm drafting because I know tackle may not necessarily be, but tackle is a spot that they're going to be concerned about. And Trevor Penning's a guy who dominated the senior bowl, tested unbelievably. He's a guy that they're going to be interested in. And so maybe they'll take a tackle later, but I, I think that that's a guy that, that they would definitely be interested in at 21. Yeah. So I'll, we'll talk about the rest of the first round picks and then we'll kind of skip for the rest of the draft. Uh, Penning at 21, Traylon Burks, 22 to green Bay, which Aaron Rodgers is going to love that one. Uh, Tyler Linderbaum, Bernard Raymond, Devontae Wyatt, Zion Johnson, Lewis Seen, Andrew Booth Jr., Kyrie Elam, David Ojabo. So here Kansas City trades up and gets back-to-back defensive players. Daxon Kansas Hill City already has back-to-back. 29. Oh, they already have – yeah, because that was the Tyreek Hill trade. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Okay. And then uh, Kenny Pickett went 32 to the Lions. So the Lions, very interesting. So Kyle Hamilton th- and Kenny Pickett. What a dog I shit. I think here for us, right – I don't know. I do we do he I guess show a little bit more, right? Like Jalen Petrie would be great. Um even Boye Mafe. Yes. Oh. I think that's a that's a good player. Um I like a little bit early for a linebacker like Chanel. I think there's some then day two guys, you know, later on in the second I round agree. that you can kind of attack. Yeah. Um uh, Daxon Hill go yet? You, he did. He went twenty one. Do you want to look at the corners and then we can kind of see yeah. what, what's going on here? Petrie, he's more of a safety to me. Or and if he's going to play corner, it's going to be in the slot. So the value there for what they have is is tough. And then the rest of these guys, like crazy you can man. get with your next. I'm with pick. you, crazy man. No, too early. Devontae <laughs> yeah, Parker. Early. All right. All right. So let's let's look at the kind of the top options. Howell's obviously a no. Petrie's a no. Sky Moore, which is a guy who New England people love. Yeah. Um, Ryan Asamoah, it's a guy I wrote about, patspulpit.com, if you want to go read about him. 
Jaquan Brisker's a safety. They don't really need a safety with their first pick this year. Um, so See, I'll, I'll me, let you guys talk this. I think it's Mafe. I think you can get – he's a 6'4", okay. 260-plus, fits the size mold. I think he has a good blend of kind of that size and speed that they like. I think they're always trying to improve off the edge, right? They got limited production aside from Judon. Um, I know you have Perkins coming back. I like Mafe here at, at 33. So my my personal opinion, I mean, and look, you know, there's a there's a few guys that I like here in this spot, but you know, I, I and people are saying in the chat too, I'd move down here. If I if I'm the Patriots and third and and the, the board shakes out the way it does, you know, edge edge is is a position that they need, but you know, does Boye Mafe defend the run at all? And I know you want to get after the passer, but like he does. You know, like, I don't know. Is he? So, so maybe, so maybe he's the guy. I, I just, to me personally, I, I, you know, I'd, I'd try to move down again, maybe into the early forties and see if I can pick up a pick in the sixties, maybe. Uh, What's and the, then chat you, the chat is saying to move down, give me sky more or move back. Team crazy. I think Matt you make a claims that Mafia can't for purposes here. Can't defend the run. Yeah. I, I, I like the boy Mafia. Uh, so I'm kind of team spags here. I just, all right, do it. That's fine. Yeah, I just I think Sky Moore, just to touch on that a little bit, because he'll be gone by our next pick. For a slot receiver, which is what he is, I don't think the value's right. there compared I agree. to, uh, to no what way. they have. So Boy Mafe, we locking it in? Bang. Right. Do it. It's gonna take twenty minutes to draft it at all. Okay, we're good. By the way, if we had uh if we had traded back, Pickens was the guy that I that I was targeting. That's the guy that I that I think fits them. And I know he's a little bit he's a almost a little bit like Devontae Parker, but um, I like him a lot. So there, I mean, there are a couple guys that we've seen. Benito's off the board now because we we took an edge rusher. Asamoah, that's a that's an off ball linebacker. Christian Harris, off ball linebacker. Oh, Troy Anderson. Right yeah. I mean, this is Asamoah, Christian Harris, and Anderson. Th- those are like our three guys. Uh, yeah. We've all yeah. talked about them individually. Um, and then and then there's there's some other guys. I have a an idea here that I, I'm really. Everybody else is going to say no, but DeMarvin Leal, he's not really an edge player. I'd say he's a defensive lineman. He he can play pretty much anywhere on the defensive line. You want to talk about a guy who has, like, super high upside? Uh, this is him. Stops to run his tape against uh, Mississippi State and Charles Cross. He made – it was the worst Charles Cross has ever looked, who was a top-10 pick in this scenario. Um, I just want to talk about him a little bit. I don't think anybody else is kind of in that boat with me. Um, but what do you guys want to – you guys think an off-ball linebacker? Do you want to look at the I receivers? I still think a little too early for a receiver, right? Well, I know. Let, let's just see what's there. I mean, yeah. because you're probably right, but let's just see what's there just out of curiosity because. It's Tolbert Ross, Christian Watson. I think it's a little early for Christian Watson in my yeah. opinion. Uh, Mechie, it's early. It's it's early for Mechie. I mean, there's – so Mechie's the 83rd overall player on this board. Yeah. There's 70 and 85 that we have coming up. So I think that's where you – I mean, like Alec people. Pierce in, the, in that eighty at that 84th pick. Yeah, or, or even 70, so that, right. That's something I love Christian later. Harris. I think that's a guy who comes from a, a the Bama pipeline, right? And I think it kind of fits a need. I know McGrone and Uche and, and you know, McMillan are expected to kind of fill that athletic need. And obviously they bring in uh, Mac Wilson. Um, but – I'd love, I'd love Christian Harris at this spot. I think that that fits a need for them. So, uh, I mean, I'm gonna, you know, where I'm gonna go is Troy Anderson. I just think he's bigger than Christian Harris, and he's faster than Christian Harris, and you know, he's played a bunch of different positions. Uh, I just, and he doesn't have the, he doesn't have the acumen. He doesn't have the, you know, he didn't go to Alabama. Obviously, he's not like, you know, whatever. But 
He's got that. He's got the size that the you know, and he's not. He's like two forty, so he's got like a, a little bit more of that size that they like. Um, played quarterback, played safety, I think, and then and then switched over to uh, switched over to linebacker. Like, oh, I think running back was it running back. I don't know. Yeah. I, it was running back, running back, ride, running back, quarterback, and linebacker. So like, the guy can kind of do it all. Um, he's the kind of guy that I think that they would that they like. Uh, but again, Christian Harris is tough to it's tough to argue with, like Alabama <laughs> against an Alabama guy, right? What, what's the you chat know? saying? Cause I'm kind of ind- indifferent on the two. Uh, I do Anderson too. I think that's a that's a need, and that's a Patriots guy, like you said, kind of yeah. plays everywhere, athletic. Dark I'd like Anderson here. I think if Christian Harris is on the board, you'd probably take a guy from there. But um, if we're talking Patriots fits and type of like kind of trying to draft right. like they would, I think can Anderson we, makes. Can sense. we just take a look at one? Can we look at corner? Just see who's there. Yep. I'm just curious. Because this is a spot where they're going to need a corner at some point. Yeah, see, I like, Don't I love Marcus it. Jones and Don't I love Zion it. McCollum, but way too early for for either. Yeah, of they're guys. they're both going to be there for the for the yeah, or not yeah. both of them, but no, uh, but at least one of them will be there. Right. Let, let's go, Troy Anderson. I like that. I like that pick. Okay. Harris goes two picks later. Uh, Demarvin yeah. Leal goes to pick after that. So the I guy who I love is- just. Where are you picking? Oh, 70, right? This is another pick. 70. I think here you could lean a receiver. I don't think it's necessarily a reach, right? You're in that, you know, early day, th- early day, or sorry, early round three. Um, they need guard help. I love Dylan Parham here. I really do. Okay. I think. Yeah. Um, Let, let's have a, a talk because yeah, this is the pick. That's the guy you can plug in and play right away. That's Shaq Mason replacement right there. Exactly. That This is a, a day one starter that you oh, don't pass up on day Draft one starter. Right now. Draft okay. him right now. Do it. Love it. All right, now so I'm ha- I'm I'm very happy with that one. Uh, we have a couple of guys that I know a lot of us like that just went. Uh, Pierce, Brandon Smith, John Mechie. Uh, I love Tariq Woolen. He's like six five and he has the longest arms of all time. Josh Pascal, I like a lot. Wandale Robinson, who I think in terms of wide receivers that you would be targeting now that you've got kind of all your bases covered, I think he was an option. Uh, he's very small. Yeah. He's just super tiny. Uh, right. Let's look at wide receivers. See, I like Khalil Shakir here. I know they they met with him. They were spent a lot of time with him at his pro day um, at Boise. Um, you know, corners let's, too. Yeah, let's kind of take take a look at all of them together. So, so what do we have the after eighty five? One hundred six. So it's like a twenty twenty pick drop off. Yeah. Um, I think I'm like I'm all set on Marcus Jones. Yeah, he's Zion too McCall small. Super interesting because he's just so athletic. Right. And then Cam Taylor Britt is a guy that, like, if you said this guy's a Patriot at, at, in the cornerbacks, I think that's him. So I think wide receiver is the move here. Yeah. So let's let's go wide out, and then we can always come back. And one of those, whether it's McCollum or whether it's the kid from Nebraska, like one of those guys will be available. Um, yep. And so you know, I'm I'm cool with that, and I'd be fine with with. Shakir here, I think, is the guy that makes sense. David Bell, I've heard some people saying and good Shakir's things about him. Shakir's a yak guy. He was a yak guy at school. He's a little undersized. Yeah. I think he's like six feet, 185, 190. So, you know, you're not drafting an X, right? I think you kind of have those two, the X and Z filled with Parker. And then, like you said, Aguilar and, and Bourne can kind of, you know, flip-flop there. Um, 
I think Shakir's a, a good guy yeah. to kind of draft and develop. And and drafting a wide receiver doesn't mean what they did last year, drafting Trey Nixon right. in the seventh round. Doesn't right. count. No, <laughs> right. When you although I still have hope for Trey Nixon since he was since he was Ernie's last pick, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But um the greatest eighty seven of all time in Patriots history, Yeah, right. Um but you know the thing the thing about it for me is that every time this offense is elite or even close to elite, they have a guy like Khalil Shakir, right? Edelman. Amendola, you know, Wes Welker, Troy right. Brown, like Khalil those, to those is, guys, you know, he's Garrett Wilson light in this draft, like a poor man's Garrett Wilson, which who's not going to say yes to that. And the drop off. I mean, you go from 80 to 94, 110, and then you're in the one forties and right. 94 and 110. I wouldn't touch with a 10 foot pole, either one of them. So I think so, if you're going to go. Receiver, so it's a no brainer. It yeah. Right. It's one of those, and people have talked about this a lot, you know, how the Patriots draft in tiers where they look at it, and, and that's why they trade so much because they say, okay, you know, we have this tier of players that we like, and so we have five guys in that tier, so we could trade back 10 picks and we're fine. See, Whereas, I, you know, the okay. Patriots could might look at that and say, okay, here's a Shakir's the last guy in this tier, and we're two tiers down if we don't draft this guy, so we have to take him. And that might be, right. you know, that might be the spot they find themselves in. I really like Zach Tom here. I think, like you said, um, I do too. You know, with with Win and Brown, right? Brown's on a two year deal. Win's on the last year of his of his rookie contract. There's a ton of uncertainty. We're kind of the same boat you were in this past year, where you didn't really know which direction they'd go. Um, you kind of assumed Brown would be back, but like I said, it's a big red flag with him if he's going to be on the field. When he's on the field, he's great, but it's a very big question mark if he's going to be on the field consistency. I think this is a range where you can try to get a guy in here, be an upgrade at swing tackle, Justin Haranja's swing tackle right now. I think this is an upgrade. You're drafting from the same school that he went to at Wake Forest. Um, and a guy maybe you can get in your building, you know, don't have to start him six, 17 games as a rookie, kind of put him in in spots. Like I said, plug and play type of player, yep. uh, a swing tackle, get a year under his belt and see what happens. So, I like a tackle here. So this is so dark blue gold here says actually exactly what I was thinking was maybe we should consider, consider trading up if there's a cornerback that we like who might go before our next pick. I think our next pick 127, right? So you get 21 picks in between this one and, and our next pick. I think, you know, if, if we get into late round four and we still haven't drafted a corner in this team, Caleb Evans, that is, that's scary. That's, that's scary. And people in New England are going to freak out if that's the case. Now I do, I, I will say I like the hall a lot, right? What's and available? what we've gotten. But like so, McCollum is McCollum, and again, maybe Cam Taylor Britt is the guy that that you want. Um, I mean, and you so, have to factor in too; they have a ton of picks right now. They're not going to draft this many guys, so I think you draft someone here and right. then use that one twenty four and maybe a sixth or fifth to move up into that teens range, the one fifteen, and get a McCollum, get a Cam Taylor Britt, well, even a Kobe Bryant. Someone you know, like look that. at look at the Texans here with back to back picks right after us. Right, they're they're drafting one hundred seven. One of and those is going to be a tackle. Right. So you have to take a tackle, but what I'm saying to you is that if if you tr if you try to trade with H with Houston, let's do right? it. So let's see if we can okay. make that trade with Houston. I think we have too many picks anyways to deal with. Like, right, you're not going to be able to sign as many. Bef these, before many we do anything, let's let's see if we can make that trade with Houston. Um, and we'll trade, you know, 108. Let's give let's do 108 instead of 107. That gives them the choice of the player they want. We'll do 127 and 170. Yeah. Ooh, they rejected. Try All right, one, 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 one fifty. Do we have a seventh next year? I mean, one fifty-eight. You, 
the the range from 108 if you give them 158 to 170. Yeah, you can't can't do one. What? Why not try around seven from next another, year? Or throw a sixth in this year or two sixths. I mean, a seven next, seven year, next year is nothing. Nothing. And it's yeah. 81. So right. We'll right. That. All right. What? what? The hell? Throw them a six this year. Get rid of the seven. Throw them a six. There you go. There you go. Fucking All right. So All right. So, so it's a lot. Two out of the next three picks. So we're gonna go. We're gonna go Zach Tom. Right. Zach Tom is the pick. Let them take whoever they're gonna take. And they took a fucking running back. Oh. <laughs> Those idiots. So now, now it's the let's have to talk about who we want. Right. Here. So now I don't know much about Cam Taylor Britt. So so sell me, sir. Sell I, me on Cam Taylor. I'll let uh, Keegan do it. I'm. I'd rather Taylor Britt over McCollum. I I like him too, but. Um, I'm leaning. Yeah, I, no, I agree 100. percent So Cam Taylor Britt is a, a a slot corner who can play outside. He's got super long arms, and he's he plays like uh, he has rabies. Like he he's a crazy person. He, he's super physical. <laughs> um, I, I I I really like him. I I wrote about him like two months ago, and I I watch him consistently still. Um, so that's who we're gonna draft. I'm all right. That's fine. I'm a little upset that we're not getting my boy, but that's okay. Now, I mean, we have a 50 pick weight here, so this is tough. Let's speed it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, especially at this time, it doesn't really matter who's getting picked here. So, what what are we Throwing focusing on? At 139 is outrageous. I mean, now it's kind of best player available who we like, right? Right. Right. Yeah. Let's look. Um, can we look at who we have already? No. It doesn't let you that's do that, garbage. unfortunately. That's very stupid. I know. That's the one thing I don't like about That's like the biggest thing I don't like about this one. Compared to like right, PFN, because so PFN you can see. Off top, we've got wide receiver, tackle, guard, corner, edge, linebacker. That's, that's right. what we've picked. Right here, pick 158. This is end of the fifth round, right? Or middle yeah. of the fifth round? Middle of the fifth, yeah. What do we think about a punter? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Dude, what's so funny is that I this just like came to literally uh, yeah, right before you said that. Though, <laughs> 200 he'll be there like the these drafts don't draft punters at all um and so let's not let's not waste our time because we'll right. be able to get him but i just wanted to mention he was an all pro or pro bowler or whatever we're seeing all pro two years ago and he had yeah. knee problems right like yeah, I, i'm yeah, still team just, jake bailey let's relax with matter i agree i agree you know i, know I, I like jake on, bailey but, but if if they feel like they can upgrade and also Bailey's a free agent after this year, tell me they wouldn't do that. Like it's it's 100%. not out of the realm of possibility. One hundred percent could have been Super Bowl MVP. So you're right. You're definitely right. And they drafted Bailey. Right. right. Like a week Ooh. after Ryan Allen should have won Super Bowl MVP. They're like, all right, you're gone. You're gonna go play for the Falcons. So uh, one of my I'm guys should I should I talk about one of my guys right now? One of my oh, guys right, is right there on the board. So my prospect this week is right on the board right there. We probably might not take him right now, but uh, is, uh, is Sterling, Sterling Weatherford from Miami of Ohio. Uh, 6'4", 225. He, he's a pretty good athlete. He's not a great I believe he athlete. had a meeting with the Patriots. I think so, too. Combine. I, uh, don't quote I, me on that, but I'm like the NFLPA Bowl or something. Yeah, he, he didn't go to the Combine, I don't believe. Um, but he did have a few good days at the Senior Bowl. Uh, ran a four five nine forty decent vert, I think thirty six, and had like over twenty reps on the bench. He's just a big dude. Um, he's not like a like a you know an out of the box safety. He's probably more of like an in the box type safety. You know, kind of like what they have right now. You know, with Duggar and all these different players. So he's a guy that I think um, 
you know, would be an interesting fit for them in this spot, in this like fifth, sixth round position um, where, you know, where they might target a guy like that. Plays super physical. Um, again, not the best athlete in the world, but like is a super physical guy, similar to like an Adrian Phillips type of player where like he's going to be physical. He can play in the box a little bit. He obviously plays safety, but he can play in the box a little bit. I like him a lot. Um, but again, you know, in this, in this like 150-ish range, um, I think is kind of where, you know, where that kind of sweet spot for him would be. Who knows if that'll happen or not, but that's that's the guy I like. Very Josh Bledsoe-esque. Um, kind of is, yeah. Yeah. So here, I we can highlight some names that we know, like people we're comfortable talking about. Chris Paul, he's like a guard tackle. I would prefer him at guard, but he played mostly tackle at Tulsa. DeMarco Jackson's an undersized inside linebacker. Um, Obina Eze is like Cameron Fleming mixed with um, who was the right tackle for like 10 years? Why am I blanking on him? They just straight Texans. Bowman. Oh, Marcus, Marcus Cannon. Thank you. Um, Devontae Price is like a really good running back who gets no love because he went to FIU. Um, I like Isaiah Thomas. Jackson, special teamer guy from Appalachian State. Not a bad double dip there. You can never have too many guys at that position as we've seen. Yeah. Okay, I like, I like that one. I know. Okay, I know you like Sterling Weatherford. Um, I like Obina Eze. So why don't we give this one to the audience? Why don't you were going to talk about too? What uh, Isaiah Thomas? I like Isaiah Thomas as well. Yeah, Isaiah Thomas. Uh, it might be a little rich here. He's like yeah. a defensive tackle who's a little too small to play D tackle. So he's a tweener, and that's tough with the Patriots. Uh, at the only place on their roster that they like to have set, like this is what you do, is a defensive line. I feel like, right. especially well, interior guys. Yeah. Um. So let's start to the chat. I guess. Do, do we have any feedback? Oh, dark blue gold says pick whoever Bill would pick. That's that's good. That helps. Um. What about what about also the school, um? Guys. Who the hell right. is the who's the uh, D tackle from uh from LSU? Who's like a true nose? Um. I'm blanking oh. on his name. And I mean, um, he's he's not even going to be on the board here. Like you wait. Oh, is him. he gone? Oh, you can wait. No, for like him. yeah, he's he might not get drafted. Really? Yeah. Okay. Bo Melton's a guy that I like. I mean, wide receiver. Let's talk about double dip because we're going to end up double dipping probably. Yeah. Wide receiver, I feel like, is the best place to do that, right? I agree. I do agree Bo with Melton's that. Bo Melton's like a super, a super slot Let's go guy. Bo Melton. Probably... Screw it. You like, you like that one? I do. Yeah. Whatever the reach, it's the fifth round. Right. Yeah, let's do it. Who gives a shit? I think Slade Bolden might be the guy they reach for, but... Uh... Yeah. But no, I don't think they're going to reach for him. I think he's going to be gone. I think they're going to try to wait and he'll somebody's going to scoop him up. Maybe. But then again, everyone said everyone said that Braxton uh, Barriers would never get that. You know, it was like yeah. the, the running joke that the Patriots were going to draft him, and then no one thought they'd actually draft him, and they actually and they did. did. So, And he's turned into a pretty good little slot receiver for the Jets, of course, but like he's turned into a pretty good slot yeah, receiver. It's not bad. So I was going super slow, but we've already gone halfway, and I, I'm not going to speed it up for five picks. Uh, JT Woods played against him in high school, fun fact, as did I against DeMarvin Leal and a couple other guys. It's very sad to see because um, I am not in the draft. You not are not. Eligible, that's, that's a good unfortunately. point. Well, uh, technically, I'm you, technically, you are draft eligible. You're just not going to be drafted. That's true. All right, I want to go running back. What do you guys think about running backs? Sure, whatever, dude. Let's do it. I'm in. C.J. Verdell. C.J. Verdell. I was going to say, Zonovan Knight there. I like him. Uh, I believe he went. He did. Zonovan Knight went. Um, 
All right, so there there are three here in like a, a range that we can talk about, and they all do, or two that do what uh, the Patriots would probably be looking for, which is like a pass catching back. Max Borgie, who put up insane numbers at Washington State when they were in that air raid offense. His numbers dropped a little bit. He got hurt. Uh, and then C.J. Verdell, who's super skinny, but like competes and, and, and does a good job. And then Jack Jones, who they had a meeting with, if we want to be like, oh, the Patriots are drafting him because he had a meeting. Right. Uh, what do you guys think? There we go, Keegan. Mr. Irrelevant. Well, we double-dipped at wide snap. receiver. We could double-dip at linebacker. We could double-dip at corner. I think it makes sense at either of those spots. Um, I was a punter, buddy. Let's go. <laughs> I think we just do Jack Jones. Just Jack Jones? Yeah. Needed for a meeting with him. Um, they'll probably find a slot for him. So. We'll look yeah, like we team know what we're talking about. All right, and then the rest of the draft no one gives a shit about. They don't speed this And then we up. can uh, – me and Spags can get into our – our players to, of the week, and then we'll get out of here. Love it. I like that. Bo money, bo problems. Bo Melton's a patriot. I, 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 I mean, I think it just, you know, it's been, it's been a long time. It's been a long time now since they drafted a guy from Rutgers. I was going to say, I think since they drafted a guy that you'd, you'd expect that they'd draft and they didn't, I was like, Mac Jones last year. No, no, it was no. All it's over been that a long train. time since they, since they drafted a guy. We get? B plus. I like Rutgers. it. No, that was the trade. No, that was the overall draft, right? No, as the trade. Plus, Boye uh, Mafigarle. Oh, okay. I always look at that as the draft. Don't we got a B. We got a B. I'll take a B. I was a B student. I'm doing all right. We go. We'll, we'll go through. That's not surprising at all. Uh, B plus for the <laughs> trade. No offense. I was too. <laughs> look where I went. <laughs> no, I was. I was gonna say you. You were an athlete, so yeah, it's all right. Athletes yeah. don't get A's. That's I got by. I did okay. Um, Boye Mafe. So our first pick, we got an A, which I I'm happy with. Um, I, I think not only does it fill a, like a sneaky need, but it's probably, uh, the most Patriot like edge player that you would be able to pick. Like all the top guys, obviously they'd love, but they would never be able to pick him. This is a guy who actually stops to run. He isn't just a pass rusher, like my Jay Sanders or whoever. Um, yeah. Troy Anderson, we got to be with, which is nice. Dylan Parham, a C plus is bullshit. Like they don't know what it's they're talking hard. about. It's ridiculous. And not only that, but he, we, He's way higher than 70 on their board. I don't understand why. If their big board has him at like 60 and we drafted him at 70, why wouldn't we get a better grade on that? I wrote, so this is a little a peek behind the curtain for the people, the folks at home. I wrote in my Dylan Parham um, full-length breakdown that I did in one of the sections, Dylan the, the 85th overall pick in the NFL draft belongs to Dylan Parham. So if they draft him with the 85th pick, I'm going to be in, unsufferable on Twitter. <laughs> like you're not going to be able to deal with me. I'm just going to... I'm gonna nonstop. Uh, he's gonna be like he's gonna be like me talking about Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, exactly. So Shakir was our best grade, A minus, or Mafe was the best with an A. Shakir's right. second best with an A minus, which is interesting. I think if you draft a wide receiver, they love it, which is obviously not true because they give us a C for Bo Melton. But usually, these grades are you figured they would there. I mean, but fifth round, right? That's right. where you're kind of just throwing darts, right? At team needs, you might reach right. a little bit. Who knows how they kind of approach those later rounds? Yeah, they've been really good at them. Lately, like on day three, like if you look at the last few years, Stevenson on one, um, you know, yeah, definitely way back, right? what was Tooney was day three, like guys like that. I know they're earlier, yeah. but yeah, Tooney was third. Um, was he a third? I mean, they he was, he was, a he yeah, was the round. Shaq, Shaq Mason was the fifth rounder. Shaq Mason was a Bentley was a fourth fifth rounder. Right? Yep, yeah. So, I mean, like I said, you're kind of just throwing darts at that spot where hey, we need a little bit more help here. Let's let's take a chance on this guy, he can help us down the stretch. 
Right. And then we'll we'll go through the rest. Zach Tom a D. I don't I don't get he's the ninety second player on their board. We drafted him one oh six and we get a D. All right. Right. Uh Cam Taylor Britt a B. Everybody loves Cam Taylor Britt. Anybody who like, moved pays up attention to the draft. Yep. And then uh Jack Jones. So and one thing um, one thing I wanna I do want to say about the trades, because you know, anytime you drop a mock draft, people are like, Oh, your your trades are stupid and you gave up too much. If you're moving up to get someone you're going to have to give up more. Like if you look at the Rich Hill, you know, draft value chart and you're just like, oh, I'm just going to match the numbers. That's not how it works because you want to move up to draft someone. So if you want to move up to draft someone, you're going to pay extra because that's what happens. Like, of course you're going to pay extra. I mean, even look at last year. Wasn't the Barmore trade that like technically they like lost in the value? they someone said it was the worst trade that they've made in the last like five years, and it was so good because they got didn't they get McPherson and someone else that played like pretty well for them down the stretch, and we got Barmer. Like it was the most even draft they traded right. that I can remember. Yeah, um, but that's a prime example of right. Patriots had a guy in mind that they were willing to give up whatever it right. took to go get, exactly. and they had to overpay a little bit. But right. it, you know, you hope they work out. And, and if that's the did. guy, right? If that's the guy you want, then you overpay a little bit, and you're gonna have to overpay a little bit because. Why wouldn't that team just stay in that pick, right? So that that's the part for me that I'm kind of like, yeah, but that's, you know, so whatever. Right, one last time. Uh, Boy Mafe, Troy Anderson, Dylan Parm, Khalil Shakir, Zach Tom, Cam Taylor, Britt, Bo Melton, Jack Jones. That's our lot. Uh, eight players, which is nice. We went in with seven picks. We, we got an extra pick out of it. Um, yep. To take me off the board so I can hop back in with you guys. Let's do it. Make sure you good. screenshot that, Keegan. We can tweet it out for sure. Yeah, yeah, I downloaded it. So, yeah, no, it's solid, and that's that's really what you're looking for, right? I think you know when you when you talk about what do they need, an edge is a position that that not a lot of people have talked about, but it is a position of need for them. They need a guy across from Matthew Judon. Right, I agree, yeah. and those have been positions that have been kind of a little bit ignored um, by you know because. You see corner and you see wide receiver and you think those are the needs for them. And, and listen, they are needs. Don't get me wrong. But like when the Patriots have a need to tackle, they draft it. They draft the tackle earlier than they need it. They don't sit there and say, oh, we have a we have a need right now. We need to draft it. They draft it usually a year early. It's what they've done consistently. So I wouldn't necessarily be surprised to see them do that this year. I love the idea of trading down to 21. I just think it makes sense unless a guy like Jordan Davis is there at 21 or a guy like Chris Olave's there at 21 or a guy that you ju- or even Trevor Penning is a guy that I think if they're high enough on him, you could take him at 21 if he's there. Um, you know, but but unless those really top tier guys are there, I think it makes a lot of sense to, to trade down and draft whoever it is. And if it's Boy Mafe, then, then that's fine. If it's, you know, George Pickens or if it ends up being, you know, a tackle at the top of the second round or, or whatever the case may be, um, I just think it makes a lot of sense to, to move back for them. Yeah, I agree. I we were always the picks trade inside back. the top 100 too, right? Five, like five, six right. picks inside top 120, yeah. top 130. I think that's right. prime time this year. You got your quarterback. You have glaring needs, not glaring needs, but more depth. I think, right? Some right. spots that you need to get a little bit younger at, where you can ha- take some time to develop. Maybe not a linebacker, certainly not a corner, but like tackle, uh, receiver, running back. I guess like those are spots that are needs, but. You're not. You don't need it for 2022 and them to come in and be an impact player like you needed with Barmore Jones and, and even Stevenson last year. Right. It, it's what they do. They're they're literally doing it at running back right now with Stevenson and, and Harris. Right. Harris is a free agent at the end of the year. 
And then they've got this guy who's got two more years under contract uh, yep. ready to go. So um, I liked it. I think we did a pretty good job. Uh, Spags and me and I, we have our. Uh, yes, our your players have to go. So, yeah. So my prospect uh, was Sterling Weatherford, just to remind everyone. And uh, Spags, go ahead, sir. Yeah, I did Darren Beavers. I love this guy since he came out, uh, went to UConn, uh, then transferred over. It was a big piece for Cincinnati the last few years. 6'4", 240. Um, Mike linebacker that can kind of play off ball, can play off the edge. Very versatile. Um, everyone looks at the size and so he can, he can he can cover very well. He had a strong week of the senior bowl. Um, I think if you look at – and who knows, right? They typically like their linebackers in that 6'3", 250 plus range, like Beavers fits the size. Are they still looking at that size with how much speed's on the field now? Who knows? Um, I still think they're going to want one or two guys like a Bentley size, a high tower um, on the field for, you know, 60% of the game. I think Beavers is a guy that you can look at kind of where we picked Parm. I think he's a, a mid to late day two pick um, and somebody that is mature. He's a redshirt senior for Cincinnati, a uh, big guy that I think can come in and play right away. He, he's yeah. just – He's like Jawan Bentley, but you got to spend a little bit more to get him. That's that's what he feels like to me. Which I feel like if the Patriots could act at a second Jawan Bentley, they'd be thrilled. And he's a better athlete. So I was gonna say, I think he's a better. And that to me, that's Much the big athlete. thing. Like if if you're gonna get the size, right? If you're gonna get the size, but then you need, and that's like Spag said, you know, the athletes you need better athletes. Well, you can get a guy with that size, and he's a good athlete too. Versatile, right? Like he right. can cover man. This is a tight end right. stopper. I know you have that with Duggar, but um, yep. Yeah, but he's yeah, a big I guy. think it fits. You know? He fits. Yeah. Yeah, and right, my guy's Britton Covey, uh, 5'8", 170. He's 25. Uh, <laughs> everything about him screams undrafted free agent. But I I got to thinking. I turned the brain on today, and I was just – I was like, it would be very Patriots if they felt like they had to replace Gunnar Oshevsky. Uh, yeah. I've talked about it. Like, I made it my brand on Pat's Pulpit where – don't draft a punt returner. Don't draft a kick returner. You have people who can do it on your roster. And then I and then I remembered Britton Covey was a person. Um, and it just it feels like something they would do. And I wouldn't hate it because, unlike Oshevsky, who in three years kind of proved that he didn't have what it takes on on offense in New England. Like maybe maybe in Pittsburgh he becomes a star. Who knows? Um, but Covey is a guy who actually played on offense in college, produced. Uh, had a like specific role that he played into. It wasn't just a like, oh, he's he's a good athlete. You know, he was their slot receiver. He was the safety blanket for Tyler Huntley when he was there. Um, and he's a really good returner. He's super small. He's tiny. But I, I just can't see the Patriots if he's an undrafted free agent. Give me one good reason why you wouldn't sign him. Right. Like it doesn't make sense. And with undrafted free agents they have to believe that they can make your roster to sign. We heard the Jacoby Myers story where he was like, oh, I knew I could beat out their first-round pick, so that's why I signed with them. Uh, this is a roster that he can make because a guy just like him made this roster three years ago. So right. uh, Britton Covey, just a, a name to keep your eye on. I'll never talk about him again unless they they add him to the roster, but I love it. Uh, he's fun. He's a fun watch. I mean- it's either either him or the guy from Penn State, right? Like they have to, they, yeah. you got to pick up one, at least one of those guys. One of those guys has to be on the team, right? And, and especially a fast way. They like never draft Penn State guys, though. Like I got no, to keep my first. Again, he's not he's not a drafted guy too. He's that's again that's an undrafted guy, right? So it's like so a guy that is it just plays special teams and just does special teams. He's a perfect guy to bring in. Right. Slater's getting old. You know, Gunner's gone. 
And yeah, sure, Jabril Peppers is gonna is gonna return punts, but like you want to run him back there though. If he is a big, I know it's a one year deal, right? It's not a ton of money, but are they gonna want to run him back? Like that, I guess maybe because they did it with Edelman for so many years. But like, if he's a big piece to your defense, that that's my that's my concern. You know what I mean? Montgomery, Uh, long way to train camp too. Like Montgomery returned punts, he returned kicks. Yeah, it was a kick returner. Yeah, I think he did return punts. punts, but he didn't have. I don't know. He. I looked up Jabril Peppers' punt on Twitter, and it was just Browns fans ripping him for fumbling or like <laughs> not calling him, not, not waving a fair catch when he shouldn't have. So it didn't, I don't just, think it panned out well. But. No, Peppers is just a crazy guy. Like he's just crazy. He just he right. wants the ball in his he's hands. Be he's be a stud here, by the yeah, way. Yeah, he's An a lunatic stud. like Edelman was. That's why he wants to return punts. He's like, I want to, I want to get hit and get killed, and like played, you know, he played for a guy who coined the phrase "the human body craves contact." He was like right. the OG Jim Harbaugh Michigan yeah. signings. So. Yeah, yeah. He's he's tapped. He's a little crazy, which I love. Yeah. Add crazy great. guys to the roster, and you you just lost one in Gunnar Oshevsky, so, and then you added one in Jabril Peppers, so it, it's all right. even. It walks out. Agreed, agreed. And he can Peppers when he's healthy can actually play, which is you yeah, know more good. than he's I can say cool. about Gunnar. Right. Yeah. Agreed. By the way, my dad, my dad Keegan says, uh, you know, if you want to get paid, you got to be flexible. So you're now a long snapper, not a punter. So. Buddy, I'll snap it to myself. <laughs> Don't worry about being flexible. I played D-line, too. We were all over the place. Sack oh, Bailey brother. Zapp. Yeah, I'll say that you got. Look at that. No, Look at you. The only career high school sack was Bailey Zapp. Bam. Wow. He, he can dime it up. Dimed it up in the match. Yeah, they beat us They beat us by, like, 40 points, but I sacked him. So. Hey. Sick. You know? You're not, you're not out there defending. You know what they're defending the pass. You, you would have that tweet saved in your drafts for when he gets drafted. I know oh, yeah. you too he, well. He I to know you too well. School. He went to the same high school. And you know I'm right. That's why you're laughing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And he should. I, uh, I think I tweeted it out. There's there's six players in this draft that have played against in high school, and they're all going to be drafted. They're not just like bums. Yeah. And well, last year was who? The tech, Caden Stearns. You loved him. Caden Stearns. Him? And then uh, JT Texas. Woods out of Baylor. Sincere McCormick and Spencer Buford, they both went to UTSA. Bailey Zappi, who's like literally the, the leading passer in the history of college football. Yeah. Um, which is fucking crazy. Uh, DeMarvin Leal, who's probably going to be the first one picked out of all of them. He's yeah. really good. Um, and then some other kid. He's like a safety. Oh, like uh, LeJean. My, my yeah. whole age. You've got like is... Austin Matthews or something. Like yeah. He, oh, yeah. yeah. Charlie McAvoy. Yeah. The 97 oh, age gosh. group is the best draft of all time the Bruin, the one the Bruins missed on for yeah when they know. drafted I love Jake DeBrus but Zaboral Seneshin yeah all those guys that was my are year they both gone their, uh, Seneshin is both Zaboral, gone, right? he had a shoulder injury he's done for the year but Jake DeBrusk is awesome I don't yeah. that's my first rant, line so. first line don't say Jake oh, bad word about him he, they're a better team with him he's I agree I agree people would like trade Morons. him like, I want why? to trade him 21 goals ninth in that draft in points and drafted him 14th overall what did you want I know you right. wanted Chabot and Barzell, who went after, but for what he was drafted, he's been okay. Relax. Right, and you can't, like, he's the best out of the three. Like, it's not his fault that the two guys around him stunk. Like, if you had drafted, even with one of those other guys had been good, you'd look at it completely differently. But it's no, like you have three picks, and the only thing you have to show for is Jake DeBrusk, so you so you hate on Jake DeBrusk because you got nothing else. But it's like, it's well, not his fault. The good thing, too, is he's playing with those two guys, Bergeron and Marshawn. So, like, the problem with him, and I'll agree, is he – there's times where he's invisible and he's not engaged. Right. But when you play with two guys like that, yeah, no you, you can't slack off. They, they'll they'll get on you. You know what I mean? You're almost forced Spags, to play hard, and he's done it. Spags could score I'm a more hockey five... guy than football guy, so don't even test me. Yeah, No, Spags could score five points with those two guys if you put them on the same I'd, line. I'm not even kidding. I'd have 
15 points. It's I'd high glass it out and they'd go get it. Like it's not that hard. Love I'm not kidding. Like you can run it. Some hits your skate. Like it's not, yeah. it's not that hard. Right. Right. Just dump yeah. it in and see what happens. Just walk. Yeah. I could not, I can't even skate with a stick. Get the so red and get it over. I could yeah. not. Who's the, uh, sorry, this has turned into the, the national hockey league hour, but who's the, uh, who's like the really good defenseman that they passed on. Is it, is that bars all? from Ottawa. Yeah. Yeah. Nasty stuff. They got McAvoy yeah, the next year. This though. is what they do. This is what they do. By the way, this is like some I forget who it was, but some woman was like, you know, guys just sit around like naming dudes that play <laughs> yeah. sports for yeah. hours. And it's like, yeah, this no, is this it. is what we do. I needed <laughs> my bridesmaid. <laughs> my buddy sent me a, a screenshot and it just said white guys with podcast. And I was like, Oh shit, that's me. Like that's us. We're <laughs> that's just me. white guys with that's podcast. Us, yeah. Yep. Yep. So Anyways, and then I'm going with I'm going to the Celtics round two or round one game two. Don't know nice. who they're playing. They don't don't play know when it will be, but uh, but we'll see. No, they're we'll see they're currently they're tanking against Milwaukee, so they don't play. Brooklyn. Are they losing by thirty? Yeah. No, they're only down by three because but he, here's Brown's the issue though. He's like he goes nuclear when he's by himself. But so he, here's the problem though with that. I, I'm I'm all I'm all on board for not getting the two seed and getting the three seed instead. The only issue that I have with that is that. If that happens, you play Milwaukee round two. No, not necessarily. The, the issue that well, yes, but the issue, the real issue that I have, well, you play Milwaukee round two no matter what, because yeah, they'd be right, the, right. you'd be the two, you'd be the three. But but I'm fine the with issue that. that I have with that is that you have to beat Memphis, and Memphis is a really good team, um, and so or you have to just hope that uh, the Sixers. You mean lose Miami? Them. You mean Miami? They play in Memphis last game of the season. Oh, last game oh. of the year to last get the, thir- the, year, the three yeah. seed. If you end up being the four seed, I think that's perfect because then you play. Philly uh, except round? except the word supposedly supposedly now the word is that um Jalen Brown and Al Horford are both unvaccinated and if that's the case they cannot play in Toronto. Well Horford said be, he was gonna get vaccinated and need two weeks go, though. Well he probably started already. So maybe I, he who did, knows? Yeah, so maybe he did. I, yeah, I, I still know. think they could be Toronto. Toronto's a like they, they play hard. Let's end it on that. Matt. I don't like the Celtics. I'll, no I'll jump on the bandwagon when they're in the conference finals. There it is. See, that's it. Oh, opening day was today. Well, tomorrow, tomorrow. Cause they got rained out. I'm going to miss it. I'm going to be work. I work for the Woo Sox now. Three weeks to the draft fact. though. Do you really but, work uh, for work for the Woo Sox? Yeah, it's pretty sweet, but uh, you. I'll, I'll be watching the, the young studs, not the, uh, nice. not the Tristan Cassius looks like an absolute tank. Ran and Jeter down. Moose. Love Duran, it. love it. Fitzy, it's the it's the boys. It's gonna be it's gonna be a, a fun team to watch. Yeah, I mean, no one's gonna get out to Worcester to actually see them, but you'll be there, so that'll be fun. I'll be there. I'm getting out so, there, and I'm getting nice. paid. How's today? Even sick. better. I'll take even it. better. So, all right, well, we're com- officially off the rails here. Uh, all yeah. this is getting cut from from the uh, from the podcast. But this believe was it or not, we did a mock draft. If you came in late, we we added <laughs> yeah. three. We'll tweet that. We'll out. tuning we'll in like, out. what is going on right now? Yeah. <laughs> this is mock draft. They're talking about the, the Worcester Red Sox. Sick. <laughs> so, anyways, thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you uh, three weeks from tonight. Is the draft? So we are almost there, boys and girls. And so we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you next week. Oh wait, quick story. Super quick, really quick, hysterical. You have to hear this one. It's so good. Some of my D-Block kids actually might be listening. This happened in my D-Block class. No names, of course. But this girl was uh, had <laughs> this girl was wearing glasses, and she like picked something up, and she's like, "What color is this?" And we're like, "It's orange." And she was like, "Oh, okay." She's like, "I wasn't sure because I'm wearing blue light glasses, so I can't see blue, so I wasn't sure it was blue." <laughs> 
It's like that is not what blue light glasses mean. Like you're very confused by this. I thought you so, guys were gonna make fun of her because she was colorblind. I was like, that's not right. I'm colorblind. <laughs> no. That's not nice. No, I just thought, oh my god, that one just that one cracked me up. So W stream. We keep getting yep. W stream from your your kids. It's no awesome. doubt. I feel Woo! I feel so cool. Love w it. Although they were pretty upset that you didn't you didn't uh, tweet it out last time, like you said you were gonna. What did I do? So. Yeah, I don't know. You said you were gonna like screenshot it and tweet it out, and they they were like, "Did that guy ever tweet oh, it out?" And I was like, "I don't think so." I can't do so. that. They're underage. It's weird. <laughs> I'm too old. So. I'm officially too old. It's a good point. It's a great point. So, anyways, all right, guys. Thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in, and we will uh, we'll see you next week.